Outside Centre with Dr. Dark. And it's Carl Greenwood of Longhouse, who is originally from Halifax, which we'll get onto a bit later. But hello, Carl. Hello. Uh, I always start with an easy question. So, how many decimal points can you recite pi to? Um, <laughs> four. No, oh, that's very good. I don't think I could even do it to one because I haven't. I've completely forgotten. I'm much older than you, aren't I? So, so how are you? I'm good, thank you. Yeah, very good. Are you? And did you get here easy? Yep, easy. Easy. Yeah. On the tram. On the tram, and then walked straight up. No props. And what do you think of our tram system down here? Very good, actually. Because you don't have that kind of thing up north, do you? We don't have that. We're not. <laughs> we're not. We know. Um, Although Leeds is getting a tram system. Is it? It is. That's See, you've got to start buying your light rail magazine to find I, out this kind of information. I think Halifax are um, quite quite behind in <laughs> terms of, you know. Well, because they've only had electricity for about 20 years in yeah, Halifax, course, haven't yeah. they? <laughs> <laughs> so as a northerner, what are you doing this far south? Um, well, the reason I came down here was due to my girlfriend getting a job. I was working in Leeds. We were both working in Leeds. She got a job down working for Geese Theatre, which she, she's an actress. So she wanted to come down. Obviously, I couldn't stop her from doing that. So, <laughs> But you would have her. if you could have. No, probably like not. It's something she'd really wanted to do for the last couple of years since she left uni. So, And what's Geese Theatre? It's um, a theatre company which works in prisons and youth offending yeah. institutes. Basically, they... Where are they based? They're based in uh, Cannon Hill. Um, at the, the Max, Max, Max Centre, yeah. The but they're moving now. They're moving to Mosley next week. I you mean they're being thrown out? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Let's it's, get it it's right. It's having a refurb, so, yeah. <laughs> ah, so so you, you followed a woman down here, basically. Mm -hmm. That's the kind of romantic story I it like. It is very romantic. <laughs> it That's is. about as, as romantic as it gets, unfortunately. <laughs> so, uh, and you now work with Longhouse? I do, yeah. And tell us a bit about Longhouse. Well, Longhouse... Well, I work for a company called Multistory, and Longhouse, under the Multistory umbrella, Longhouse is a, a separate programme which deals with artistic development and um, developing artists working in the public realm. Mm -hmm. um, so it's just providing new contexts, new spaces for artists to work in, giving them opportunities to progress in their career. And so what's your interest in that? Where, how do you come... To have this kind of job, what was your route into this kind well, of? Well, my interest is um, my background's music, mm -hmm. um, and I suppose the creative element of of working with artists, regardless if they were mu musicians or visual artists or you mm -hmm. know people involved in drama. So my interest was basically wanting to work with like-minded people, creative people, <laughs> and um, something I believed in and something I felt passionate about. And so. When did you start at Longhouse or I've only story? Seven months. Seven I've months. only been there seven months. I was when I came down with my girlfriend. I was working for an accountant. I shan't name them. See, <laughs> so, as an accountant, I wasn't an accountant. What were you? I was an account coordinator. An account. So really, you got the job on the basis of your financial expertise. Yeah. An account coordinator. <laughs> and my coordinating skills. <laughs> Uh, and where were they based? So we they were ber based in Birmingham. <laughs> <laughs> That's as much as you're getting out of me. <laughs> and, and and why did you go into accounting? It wasn't. As it was much just a job. It, it was something I fell into rather than chose to do. Um, you didn't do a degree in maths or something. No. Yeah. Um, no, I did a degree in 
poppy music. In popular music. Yeah, is and that it was one of those? no. It's it's more world music. It sounds because when you say that, people say, "Oh, did you study Westlife and <laughs> poppy music as it is today?" But it wasn't obviously like so that. So what was it? It was basically I I looked at we looked at student um, music technology side of things mm. um music business. Um, there's loads of different, um, you know, different workshops, African percussion workshops. So it was, it was world music carnivals. We looked at the whole broad, you know, world music scene. It wasn't just the spectrum of contemporary popular yes, global music. That's uh, that's exactly what I meant to say. <laughs> right, that I've read the brochure. You see, that's what it is. <laughs> and did you enjoy that? I've, yeah, very much so. It was, um, I, I, you know, I wouldn't change a thing. It was great every every second of. Well, not every second. There was probably <laughs> parts towards the end when I, I wish it was over. But yeah, every part of it. And I where had, did you do that? I did that. Finished in two thousand three. Mm, and what university was it? It was University of Leeds, um, but it was Breton Hall Campus, which is the Yorkshire Sculpture Park. So we oh, was no. based there. Oh. So that's closed down now, unfortunately. Has it, that been, campus is closed. I think that's yeah. Leeds have got rid of it and moved all the popular music side into Leeds, which we thought they would eventually. And it, it happened to turn Why up. did you think they would eventually? Because... Was it an expensive place to run? I, I, well, I don't know the ins and outs, but I assume it was to do something with, to do with the, the cost of running. Um, and also just so... I mean, I suppose if you... It's a, the, the actual travelling from... The commute from... It's not that much far, but to some people, to it could be a problem. Um, yeah, I suppose I'm, I'm assuming that everyone knows where Wakefield is. <laughs> and, of course, no one does. <laughs> um, <laughs> Even people who live near Wakefield don't know where Wakefield is. It's probably t- 25 minutes on the train. Uh, you don't, do you drive? I, I do now. I didn't then. <laughs> Just passed my test. I'd say, give us miles. Give us how many miles. miles. Um, but if you weren't driving up there, you wouldn't really know. <laughs> See, I could get this totally wrong. I'd, I'd assume <laughs> 10, 15 miles. Because Halifax is quite close to Leeds. Isn't yeah, it? it's, it, I can't give you it in miles, <laughs> but in, I can give you it in train, train minutes. Times. Yeah. Train minutes. And, and so you, this was in the Sculpture Park? Yeah, we were based in, at the Sculpture Park. So it was a very lovely setting for all the... Well, I've never been to the Sculpture Park, so just tell us a bit about the Sculpture Park. Um, is it worth a visit? It is worth a visit. It's for, there's some lo- lovely sculptures. Um, and is it a very large? Is it kind of like a big field, or is it a country? It is grounds? like a big. It, it, it's it's like a. It is just a. It is like a big field with sculptures. <laughs> fonts. I'm not sell, selling it, but but there's some. You know, there's some lovely. It's a lovely, lovely area and nice to go so for a picnic. What I mean and, is, is it a country park? Or yeah, is it's it like a, a field. It's like a country park. It's not a field. I wouldn't say it was a field. It's, it's just a country park. Yeah. It's just above a field, but just beneath a country park, really. Yeah. It's probably got some fields and around so, it. So it's quite an extensive walk if you wanted to go around it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It, it can a, be. It could be. But I suppose if you just want to... It's not for ME jo- sufferers, is it? No. <laughs> I think if you just want to joss around the, the main core of it, then I don't think it's that far. And are, are the exhibits permanent? Um... Most of them are. I'm trying to think of the main sculpture. Henry Moore. That's it. Um, <laughs> it's always a Henry Moore. You can just say yeah, Henry yeah. Moore. It's always Henry Moore. Um, and but I think every now and again they do get temporary pieces in. Right. I haven't been for a while, so. And so, how often do you pop back to Halifax? Quite a lot. Because your family's. No, no. Cause I've got a, a little girl that lives in 
Halifax. Have you? Yes. So I go back every other weekend, ah, pretty much. Well, and and where do you take your little girl? What are the what are the children's highlights if you're going back to Halifax or that kind of area with a child? Where would you take them? Well, I suppose a young child. I mean, my little girl's nine, so. Mm. Um, but I suppose for a young child, Eureka is probably Eureka. the the place to be. Isn't it the only place? In the Halifax? only place in Halifax. Um, there's a few quite nice parks. There is an. So, so your your daughter is a daughter, yeah. Yeah. She's grown out of Eureka, is she? Yes. Or is it because you've taken her fifty eight times? It's to do with that, and also <laughs> it's quite expensive. Is it? It's quite expensive. I thought it was free. No, it's is it free. I can't. Remember. I thought when I went, it was free, but it probably wasn't. I just blanked that out because I was so traumatized by having to pay. No, it's not free. I haven't been it's for a while. It's quite expensive. Oh, but again, they don't tend to. I think it's remained the the things in there remained the same for ever since it's opened. Which is probably quite a got long some time. new things in yeah, since. It's been open quite a long time, hasn't it? Yeah. So where 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 do you go? Where where do you take a nine year old in? In well, um, in Halifax or anywhere around that region. Because um, we've got a lot of there is a problem sometimes with actually things to do. Um, there's some, I suppose, when the sun's out, it's, it makes life easier. But that's only about three days in all. <laughs> yeah. Um, in Halifax, um, there's an, a nice park. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're making Halifax sound. It's it is quite attractive. difficult to sell actually for children. Isn't Halifax that place with the, with the town centre? Uh, they've got a big kind of old centre. Peace hole. Yeah, and that's yeah, the, like got uh, pillars and stuff yeah. all around it. The peace hall is the peace hall is a really lovely building, but it's just not. And what's it called? Peace hall. P i e c e. Peace hall. Peace hall. Oh, it's my accent. No, 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 no. It's not your accent. <laughs> I just I no. I thought you said peace or peace. Uh, and how long has that been there? I think it's been there since the 1700s. Uh, is that that's the big kind of cultural tourist place? Yeah, it, it used to be a, a cloth hall where this this old cloth. I have been there. I think. Um, and there, there, there is um, there's potential. Cafes yeah, there is. But it's, I mean, over the last couple of years, I mean, I don't think people in Halifax really appreciate the building, and and and, and potentially it could be a really, really nice space. But it's, it's, it's on a bit of a steep hill, isn't it? Because um, like, isn't yes, the there is. A, yeah, there, yeah, a, there is. There, it's all cobbled. Yeah, it is yeah, all cobbled. Uh, I yeah. think a bit of tarmac. It needs a bit yeah. of tarmac. A bit of concrete or tarmac down the middle. I, I hate cobbles. <laughs> and, and <laughs> so, did you, when you, so you went to school in Halifax? Yes, I did. So did you go on lots of school trips to the Peace Hall? Never. There Never. Was a, there, was, um, there used to be a working horse museum. That <laughs> used to be quite interesting when I was a child. But now it's all glued. But that's, <laughs> that's, yeah, that's gone now. Um, <laughs> we didn't go on very many interesting school trips. You didn't go to Peace Hall? Isn't it, we used to come down south when we went on school trips. We used to go to Alton Towers and didn't do anything <laughs> educational. South. That's north from here, all right? That's not no, south. No, south from Halifax, sorry. I thought you meant south, like to London. Did you ever get to like, go to London and places no, like we, that? we didn't go that far. <laughs> <laughs> You're giving me a very cliche stereotype. I am, actually. I'm not really I love off. it. I love it. Trust me. <laughs> <laughs> so... Uh, let me just play a couple of jingles and then we'll talk a bit more. 
Hi, how are you doing? My name's Mark Rogers. I present The Light and Easy Show here at WCRFM every Saturday evening from 8 till 10. I'll be playing you the music from the 30s, 40s, 50s and also a bit from the 60s. We'll have a bit of fun on the way and bring back some of those memories. So join me here at WCRFM on The Light and Easy Show every Saturday from 8 till 10pm. OK, agenda for today's team meeting, taking our business to the next level. Any suggestions? Thoughts? Ideas? Volunteers? Is anyone in the team actually bothered? Um, sir, I am the team. If you don't invest and give local young people a chance by giving them work placements, apprenticeships or taster sessions in your business, you might find you have no future workforce. NEAT is an organisation that strives to reduce the number of young people leaving education, employment or training in Wolverhampton. They can help you and your workforce. To have an informal chat about how giving young people a chance to prove their potential can benefit your business, call the Tackling NEAT Project Coordinator, Jenny Brett, on 07964 256 404 or email her, brettj at wolfcoal.ac.uk. Final agenda item. WCRFM is brought to you with help and funding from our partners at Wolverhampton City Council, the City of Wolverhampton College, New Hampton Arts Centre, The Lighthouse, the University of Wolverhampton and Wolverhampton Network Consortium. Well, we've got Carl Greenwood of uh, Longhouse Stroke Multistory in the studio with us. Uh, so uh, you're a big football fan, I'm told. I am, yeah. And you go and you, you support Halifax? I, well, I, I follow Halifax. I, I wouldn't say I support them as much as I used to. I used to go quite a lot with my dad when I was younger, in the good old days when we had Stevie Norris and you mean a Kieran team, O'Ree, a good team. Yeah, a- we, a was, team, we was quite good at one point. And um, when you, what's the highest league you've ever seen them in? Um, Division League. I don't know if it was Division 4 at the time. <laughs> Probably, you know, the old... League the, 4. League 4, four. yeah. Or, now know, League, League 2. League 2 yeah. now. But I don't think it was League 2 when they was in it. I you think I, it was the 4th Division? Possibly. It may have got, you know... I can't remember, to be honest. And they've, they've, have they ever been higher than that? They have been, I, I believe. I think they've got into the 2nd Division... Old but, second division. That was long point. before you were born. Yeah, that's a long time ago. Before the time of man. Really. Yeah, I mean, from what I gather, the greatest moment um, in Halifax's history was the beating of Man City around my birthday. I think we beat Man City in the FA Cup in the 1980. 6th of January 1980 or 7th of January 1980. You're telling me you were born in 1980? Yeah. Goodness me, that's disturbing. <laughs> I remember the 1980s far too well for you to have been born in it. But I don't know, in, <coughs> in terms of the greatest moments in Halifax Towns... Um, <laughs> and where are they now? They are probably about 16th in GM, Vauxhall Conference. <laughs> you are out of it, aren't you? I am. <laughs> it's called the Blue Square Premier. No, they're not. In, they're in the... Fo- oh, is that what it's called now? Yeah. All oh, right. Sorry. That's in the conference. Conference, yeah. yeah it's called the Blue is it, Square. Is it called Premier. that? Well, oh, I am out of it then. Aren't I? <laughs> and so, whereabouts are they? A bit in the middle. Yeah, just but below middle. No chance of going up and no chance of going down. No, I mean, a few year, a couple of seasons ago, there was there was you know pushing, possibly getting into the playoffs. 
but they've just dropped in the last couple of years. So who was your player hero when you were younger? Um, in terms of Halifax, there was um, Steve Norris. Steve he was Norris. And Jamie Patterson. They used to be great players, from what I remember. Mm. They were my favourite players. And then there was, when I was really young, someone called Wayne Allison. I don't know if he's still playing. I think he was playing for Bristol. Did he move on to somewhere a bit better? Yeah, I think he was at Bristol City or Bristol Rovers at one point. He may have gone to Huddersfield. Uh, and you said you know you supported Halifax. So was there a bigger team that you supported? Yeah, I've always supported. I've followed Halifax, and I've always supported Nottingham Forest as well. And why do you support Nottingham Forest? It was just a. You're just a glory hunter, yeah, aren't you? No, it wasn't a glory <laughs> hunt. It was the first team I really got into as a, as a child. I, I, there was no, there's no reason, and I don't think at the time they was that successful because I was about seven, so 1987. They were on their way down by that point. I yeah, think. it wasn't mm. great then, was it? And see, Grandad was into Nottingham Forest. I f- yeah, I think he. Um, Is he from he, there? I or? think no. I think he liked the just Brian Clough in general. Mm. So, and have you been to see Nottingham Forest? I've, be, I've been to see him up north. I've seen him play Leeds a few times. But you've not been to. I've their never grand. been to Forest. Well, now you're not that far away. I'm not. Yeah, no, I'm not. You'd be not. able to go. It's um, Is it's something it? I, I do keep meaning to do, but. I'm hoping to get promoted so I can go and see a better standard of football next year. <laughs> well, we know that's not going to happen, that's for sure. So uh, so why aren't you a Leeds fan? Surely everybody in Halifax is a Leeds fan. No, that's not, that's, it's quite odd, actually, that you'd, you'd assume that people in Halifax do support Leeds, but uh, it's the same old story. A lot with, you get a lot of Man U supporters and Liverpool and, you know, mm. premiership teams. Um and a lot of people support Bradford and Huddersfield as well. So mm. you do get a lot of Leeds fans, but it's not, you know, everyone's wear, you know, wearing Leeds shirts. But mm. there are a lot. I mean, my dad supports Leeds and Halifax, so <laughs> I suppose you've got to have one team and then you, another team as well. So one team that might win and one team that Yeah, might I not. think everyone's got two teams in Halifax. <laughs> They've got Halifax and then another team just to keep them going and interested <laughs> in football. And so when was the last time you saw Halifax playing with? Um I saw him against Leeds Reserves a couple of seasons ago. That was a friendly, I tell it you. It was a friendly, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was a friendly. Um, and that's the last time. And it was quite expensive as well to go and go and, go and watch pretty <laughs> at Leeds. poor... St- no, it was at the, the Shea in Hal- the Shea. Halifax. Um, it was pretty poor standard of and football. And what is the Shea like? Is it is it one of these uh, awful old rickety stand stadiums? Or is mm, it... Yeah, I mean, it's, it's had a few um, new stands put in over the last... Has it got stands all four... Yeah, sides. yeah. Well, you say yes. Most conference teams don't actually run to. I suppose, yeah. I suppose, sided yeah, stadia. Yeah, um, I think one of the sides maybe st- not actually have a stand, um, but in terms of yeah, there, there is f- free stands. <laughs> I don't sound like a and a big standing area. Yeah, on the other side. Th- yeah. Well, you'll have to look out for when they come to see Stafford Rovers, mm. Stafford Rangers. Because that's a local team, and you'd be able to get there easy. Oh, could, and support yeah. your local team. Even I've been to see Halifax more recently than you. I know, yeah. It's quite <laughs> disappointing, isn't it? <laughs> and have you been to Leeds, Grand? Yes. And I've what's been, that like? Um, last time I went, it was great. I mean, last time I went, I'm, again, I can't recall if they had the free-tier stand mm. when I was there, but it was great. And I think when I last saw... It was when Forrest beat them 4 0. Roy Keane, I think, got an hat trick, <laughs> which was great. So that's the t- last time I went to Leeds. That, to that is them. an awful long time ago. Yeah. If Roy Keane was playing for. I know, yeah. That's that's an awful long time ago. So, and do you play football? I used to. I used to play football um, quite a lot. And then 
last year I started playing and it was the first game back and I ended up breaking my arm and um, my toenail dropped off. So <laughs> it put me out of of it for a while. I sincerely hope that was the same tackle that did both first It was. It was quite bizarre. And I was looking, I was, tr- you know, getting training and really excited about playing from five side from my, from my work team. Mm. Um, and in, within 10 minutes, I broke my arm and smashed my toenail in. <laughs> and... and <laughs> <laughs> How do you break an arm and smash your toenail? Um, <laughs> don't ask. It was um, I just just a clumsy. It wasn't kick intentional then. It wasn't. A f- no one fouled me. I, it was. It was all. <laughs> you did it yourself. Yeah. Self-inflicted, unfortunately. <laughs> Again, I love these stories of northerners. <laughs> <laughs> I'm from the south. It's kind of like it's just. It's. Uh, it may, I'll be laughing about this for days. <laughs> <laughs> I completely forgot what I was going to ask you now because that's so ridiculous. So, which hurt more? The toe, actually, at the time. I think pulling your toe now. It wasn't, it was... It, it, it was one of those when it, it slowly dropped off over oh. a number of weeks, but at the time it just, it was. I was in a lot of pain. But I struggled on and I, I carried on through the game with a broken <laughs> arm and a, and a shattered toe. Again, you rugged northern. Yeah, that's, 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 that's just see. the northern spirit. You'd be there laying on the ground unconscious with a broken neck and you'd be going, let me up, let I'd me play on. I'd carry on. <laughs> oh, that's sad. That's sad. <laughs> <laughs> and so when did you start your first band? Um, when I was 14, 13, 14, and I bought a I'm left-handed and I bought an, a right-handed bass guitar off this guy for about t- £10, pounds and it was pink. So I've stuck, stuck loads of stickers on it, and that's that was the first... It, again, it was just... I never chose to do the bass. It chose me. Um, and we just started up a, a simple rock band at, at the time. And how many of you were in it? Four. Four of us. So had you been learning music prior to No, that? no. It was... Um, it was the kind of punk ethos of just pick up and play. And so were they a bit of a punk band? No, it wasn't a punk band. We was we just did cover versions at the time. Of? We used to do um, R.E.M. and um, Smashing Pumpkins. Um, there's a band called Bush that we used to cover. Terrorvision. And, and they're bands that you liked? Um, there were bands we liked and there were also songs we could play quite easily and learn quite quickly so it was a, a case of both really so you'd not done music prior to that no i did i, I did music um we had some music lessons but it was all singing michael finnegan and it wasn't very interesting at the time <laughs> don't know if you're aware of that song but and there was a you know a mouse on the stair and you used oh. to sing that in a cappella, and it wasn't the most <laughs> Thought-provoking lessons when you have. <clears throat> and so, what 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 drove you then to want to be in a band and get music? Was you just bored with your life? Or? I, I mean, I've always loved music. <clears throat> Not always loved music. I got into music when I was about nine, and I used to buy Smash It. So my brother got Match or Shoot. <laughs> <laughs> so it was pop music when I f- originally. But I, you know, I got into music quite at an early age, and then I suppose it was just the the beauty of being able to play music and it you know it just inspired me and it's something I really wanted to do mm. and so you've moved on as a band and you've got a band after that How yeah did it go? I was in a few bands after that um what did you call your first band um it, if I think it, it was right um, charm and charm. then we changed it to oh it's green which is just 
absolutely awful. Um, and that's because the traffic lights were changing and we was in the car with someone's mom and she hadn't realised that the traffic lights had changed to green and she said, oh, it's green. And some <laughs> one of my band, band members said, oh, that'd be a good name for a band. And we all <laughs> agreed it would, bizarrely. Uh, uh, and then what were your next bands called? Um, and then I was in a band called IE. The letters IE. I dot E, yeah. They're still around, actually. Mm. They're still around? Yeah, they're still trying to... Make it big. Without you? Without me, yeah. And how much success are they having? I think they're doing okay. They, 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 they lost in the battle of the bands where if you'd have won, they'd have gone and recorded in America or something. So they got to a, to a final. I'm, I don't know too much about it. And what kind honest. of music do they play now? Is it similar to what you played? Um, yeah, I suppose it's just kind of a modern twist of what we played back then. Um, I suppose it's kind of pop, pop indie music indie pop indie pop that's the way indie pop and so and then the bands after that or before that and then this is just an insight into your mind you see, and then after that i um played in a few there wasn't bands i played in a few projects and stuff when i was at uni and then we set up a band called free k7 three or free free as in the number three mm-hmm. k7 uh are you gonna tell me what that means it was um a pa- Apparently, it was um, when Jim Morrison went to film school. It's a it's a, a room he used to study in. It. Mm. Apparently, <laughs> so you're all into that a bit of bit of rock history kind of stuff. Yeah, I think at the time, um, one of my um, friends was reading up, and he he was looking. For, we were looking for band names, and he sort of suggested that, and we went along with it. So it seemed to. So as well as, uh, you know, being able to break your own arms and <laughs> you're just crap at band names. Yeah, really bad. <laughs> it's something, I mean, I'm trying to set up a band at the moment and I've been thinking for, for over six months of what I could call a band and I just cannot think of a name. It's so, it's so difficult. <laughs> well, especially for you, obviously. Yeah, yeah it's for me. <laughs> Given your track record I know, of yeah. band names. <laughs> So what potential ones have you come up with? Come on, give us a couple so of things. So far? Just I, so, if I've got anyone who wants to write in and say... I haven't got any, to be honest. Nothing that I'd be wanting to share on air. <laughs> <laughs> I, find it, I, think it, I find it really difficult because it's just... I mean, if you ask most people what would you call your band, mm. it's very... I mean, if you had a band, what would you call your band? Oh, I'd call... I'd have to have the word cripple in there somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> And there'd probably be some dodgy word I'm not allowed to say radio, on radio in there as well. So, right, okay. And perhaps kickers as well. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so I can come up with quite yeah, a that's, yeah. You know, that's that's not too bad. It's quite a difficult thing to do. And so your new band, or it's your, not new, a band your new such. project... It's, it's in my head at the moment. It's what? in your head. Yeah. And, and what kind of music are you planning to delve into? Um, I wanted to go... Down the kind of electronic music because you're a big fan of craft work. I am, you? yes. <laughs> yeah. uh, and why is that? It's just because um, that's like a flashback to the early seventies. Yeah, um, I think it's just the concept behind the band, the the, the how the the names of the, the Godfathers of techno and the pioneers. <laughs> the Godfathers of te- the pioneers. So who are the other of Godfathers? Because te- as I always say on the show, I know nothing about music. So tell me, who were the godfathers of techno? Um, I remember Kraftwerk because they were big when I was little. Af- I think there's someone called Africa Bambata. Mm-hmm. Um, 
and there was a lot of DJs in Detroit mm. that, but I, I couldn't name him. Frank, Frankie Knuckles maybe was mm. one of the DJs. Mm. And what about someone I might have heard of? Um, <laughs> pioneers. Pi- what the pioneers of dance music or or electronic music? That you, you well, I'd, I'd say Kraftwerk were the the main mm. pioneers, and, and then then there was some um, Karl Heinz Stockhausen who was inspired a lot of. Mm. Well, he inspired um, Kraftwerk. He mm. he was interested in ele- the sounds from synthesizers and, and things. And his like mother that. was uh, put to death by the Nazis for being a schizophrenic. There you go. And he's written about it in one of his operas. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> See, I like to bring a little bit of disability, good, yeah. little bit of disability into everything I talk about. Uh, but what about people like our oh, Pet Shop Boys? Are they kind of electronic? They are, but legends. There was. I wouldn't say legends. I say suppose they were. They brought it mainstream, didn't they? They brought electronic music. That people like Pet Shop Boys and Depeche Mode are the people who kind of branched Depeche Mode. Depeche what Mode. about OMD? OMD, yeah. Is that is that they they kind of that kind of thing? Yes, yeah, they was um. They kind of write romantic electronic. Yeah, yeah. There was all and you know, um, John Michelle. Jar and people like that <laughs> at the time. So there's a lot of people, um, New Order as well, who brought you know brought the synthesizer to the popular. Mm-hmm. Um, so I suppose it's just. And what about Herbie Hancock? Herbie Hancock, yeah, because he's he's just got best uh, best album at the Grammys, isn't is he? He has for his new album. Oh, and right, considering he must have been going, he's been going forty up. years, yeah. if not longer. Because uh, I think he was in some jazz bands. Oh, I, see, I always say I know nothing about music. And then, then, I, you... then I relate some story that only I know. <laughs> but it's true, I know nothing about music. I read it once. It, uh, but Because I, I was looking... Cause I, Herbie Hancock, he used to do a lot of film music. You see? Yeah. That's why I know Herbie Hancock, because of the music. Yeah. Because of my interest in films. So, uh, And so when, when, what's going to happen with this project in your head? How are you going to bring it to fruition? Well, that's a difficult thing, you see, because... When I was based up up in Leeds, I knew quite a lot of musicians, and we all kind of pulled together and worked together, and did you know played drums for each other if you needed a drummer or if you needed. It's quite a quite a nice gathering of musicians. You could always you know people are always playing in each other's bands and vice versa. So, and coming down to Birmingham, not knowing any musicians, has been quite quite difficult because I used to have some reliable musicians I could always work with. Mm. Um down here I've met met up with a few people but it's it's not very organic way of doing things. Mm. Um and of course you have a big problem in that you don't actually have a computer, do you? No. Something I'm, Which if you want to do electronic music it's quite essential, well, isn't it? There is that, but then I'm quite I've been to see a few gigs recent recently where you've just had a guy playing things through his laptop and it's just a guy on the laptop and it's not very Entertaining or are these gigs you paid for? Yeah, such as. Um, do, I mean, it's being support music. Um, I went to see a band called Fridge in Manchester, and they had someone supporting them, and he was just a guy, and it's just a few guys with laptops, and it, mm-hmm. you know, as, as great as what they were doing, and and how technical, you know, what they're doing with the software is great. It's not very performance based, and because aren't the Chemical Brothers, aren't they sort of? Are they the ones who did their album in their bedroom or something? Yeah, yeah. there's loads of people that do albums in the bedroom at the house, and they're and, all rubbish. Yeah, well, I wouldn't say they're rubbish. Yeah, I just think it. Rubbish. I think again, it's just it just allows people to mm. 
record without having to spend hundreds and hundreds of pounds and and you know you've got all the software now to be able to produce a quite good sounding piece of work so of course obviously i presume then that coming out of a band kind of scenario as you do you like that idea of performance as much as yeah sitting at a laptop yeah definitely i think it i think performing is just as important i mean if you're going to perform you you need you need to just do that performance. You need a you show. Yeah, not not especially a show. You don't have to dress up and do things and have lights and pyrotechnics and things like that. But mm. you need. To, I think you need to. At least, I mean, if you've got a, a drum machine playing or something like that, that's fine. But I think if you, when you perform, you need to actually perform and give people what they're paying for. Mm. Give people a performance rather than just a laptop. Someone playing on a laptop. I just don't think it's very interesting. <laughs> uh, we've got. Carl Greenwood in the studio, uh, and he's going to be here for the second half as well. So we'll explore a lot more of uh, Carl's life, work, loves, hobbies. So what's your hobby? Hobby? Um, playing music. That, that's not a hobby. That, that's kind it's, of a passion, isn't it? I suppose it? it's a passion. You Ho- don't have a hobby. Hobbies, um, hobbies. Hobbies. I like watching films and So reading. what's your favourite film? favourite film of all time mm. um, or a range of films that you're a great fan of I watched a good film recently City of God that was good City of God it's a Brazilian film is that, is that one where you get some to write letters no is that another he's one? a photographer it's about a, a <laughs> photographer in Brazil who gets caught up in some gang culture uh-huh. crime which um, is very good and where did you see that um, I, I got it on DVD got it on DVD and yeah. what other films um, so you like foreign language films? Well, I wouldn't specifically say, I'd, yeah. I mean, if obviously if they're good, then I, I, I'm quite happy to. Um, trying to think what other films I like. I, um, oh, there's um, Shane Meadows films. I quite like his. Some of his films are British. Why? Because um, they're quite gritty and raw and very British. They don't remind you of your northern homes, then. Probably that's the probably that's just, it. Probably sub- subconsciously bleak, miserable and a lot of swearing. Yeah, <laughs> some of the films I've, I've seen of his have been very good. Um, so, so when you when you know when you try and think of so your you're not into film, like romantic comedies, then I'm not particularly into it's romantic. More, if, if it's more Shane Meadows and Brazilian films. It's, it's <laughs> <laughs> well, I suppose if that's how you want to sum it up in a, in a nutshell, then that's it. Yeah. Well, we could broaden it out. What else? Are you? Um, I'm just trying to think off the top of my head. Films. Are you a big Bruce Willis fan? No. No. <laughs> I'm not a big Bruce Willis fan. Um, uh, uh, I saw The Kite Runner recently, that was very good. These are all far too intellectual films for That me. was very good. Um, I mean, in terms of cinema, I've been to the cinema for a while, um, for ages. You um, focus on DVDs? DVDs, yeah. Um, I think that's a I wise move. I haven't watched many films recently, to be fair. I think that's pretty much of a wise move, so... You know, I think focus on DVDs and cinema's so expensive. Exactly, nowadays. exactly. Yeah. You know, especially for two of you to go, it costs like eight to ten pounds now exactly. just to get in. You get a DVD for three quid down exactly, the road, yeah. don't you? So, yeah. Carl is in the studio with us. Carl Greenwood from Longhouse. Uh, I was going to ask you a question. I was speaking to someone uh, yesterday who, who worked in, used to be working accounts and that kind of thing yeah. in a big company called Vodafone. Vodafone. And they decided to give it all up, go and do it, and then move into the kind of art sector. And I said to him, you know, was it a great decision? Was it, was it fantastic? Mm. He said, no, no, it's a bit like working for Vodafone. <laughs> <laughs> so is, is working in the arts at, at multi-story, is it a bit like working in the accounts? 
<laughs> not not one bit. I mean, it's just not even close. The, the, the difference between the two, I mean, these last seven months working for Awesome Multistar has been fantastic. You know, it's, I mean, before when I was working in, as an, in a foreign accountants, it was just soul-destroying, mm. just something burning away inside. <laughs> so explain to me, why, what was soul-destroying about accounting? It, well, it just wasn't me. I mean, I'm not against anyone who wants to go in, you know, down that career route or you know it's you know obviously there's a lot of money to be made but people who do that um i wouldn't say boring i'd say different to me (laughs) and and i wasn't i wasn't born to wear a suit and i think that's what it was it's got to be a song line (laughs) isn't it i wasn't born to wear a suit hey tell me what song that's from it's It's got to be it's not from it's got to be it's, it's a great band name i wasn't born to wear a suit it's good for an lp band name (laughs) <laughs> uh, you can, I, I tell you, that's that's, that's good song. actually, isn't it? It is. It is. That's a good line. I wasn't, I wasn't born to wear a suit. Write that down. That's a good line. In Might the write song. a song about that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but it'll be so electronic, no one will understand it. So, so, so that was that was pretty solid. So, what's so liberating and 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 life enhancing about working in West Brom? I suppose it's the people I work with more than mm. anything. The you know you know everyone's from creative backgrounds are interested in the arts um and I, I think it's just being surrounded by those people and working with artists and you know my, every day i'm speaking to artists and creative people and you know they've got great ideas and it's really inspiring to see people who are really passionate about what they do rather than just doing something just to make money but aren't, aren't artists they're all ideas and no delivery some are i suppose <laughs> um because I often find I know I do know a few accountants actually who are quite exciting people compared to some of the artists I know mm. who are just all mouth and that's it. Yeah. So, well, saying that we've got the, the finance people in our who work for us are great and they're great. Let's they're get fantastic. that in. Get that in. There's, you know, but they've got no ego. Is I mean, I suppose where I worked before it was, it was quite a lot of egos and there was a lot of if if you wasn't above them there was no point talking to you because it was all about working your way very up. hierarchical hierarchical yeah isn't the arts like that really maybe i mean i've obviously Is I've it just, just seen, that longhouse and i've just seen a, a small i've i'm just seen a small section it's a small you're team you're a lucky devil working um, at multi-story yeah. that's yeah, all i can say fantastic <laughs> it's not like that in the rest of the arts world <laughs> <laughs> they're just as backstabbing as everywhere else i find so Perhaps it's just me they want to kill. <laughs> <laughs> and, and so, so what else is it you like about working in the arts? What what makes you? What gives you that kind of satisfaction? Um, it's something I'm proud of. It's some, I'm I'm proud to you know say that I'm, the people I'm working with and mm. what, you know what we do as a company. I'm I'm quite proud of that. And as if if I was a artist or, or I'm a musician and I had opportunities and you know, commissions in which I could give me opportunity to develop within my career, then I think it's really worthwhile. Mm-hmm. And what we do is really, really worthwhile and worth getting up for in the morning. It's worth getting up for the morning. Just. That's a job. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's got to be not bad a job if it's worth getting up for in the morning. Uh, so so then t- let's get into the nitty-gritty of, of the work. Tell us about action research. That's one of the projects you're doing at the yeah. moment. Yeah, tell us a bit more in detail about that. Um, Action research is just allows artists. It gives it basically the commissions allow the artists to have the time and 
to, to reflect on their own practice and find new dimensions within the new practice. And it just gives them room to breathe and um, allows them to discover new contexts of their practice. Um, and also, there's no object-based outcome, so there's no, it's, they're not restricted by you must produce, you know, Mm-hmm. this or it should it needs to be a sculpture or whatever there's no object based outcome so I suppose that's what action research is it gives artists a period of time to develop within their own practice and and that's running till when um it's it's part of our annual program so every year we have five commissions and then the following year we have five commissions as well and how many commissions have you got at the moment at the right? moment we've got five from the the longhouse action research then we've got three um from the working parts commission mm-hmm. um so we've got three disabled disabled artists doing three commissions and who are they and what are they doing they are <laughs> dr paul dark <laughs> the chubby champ himself yeah <laughs> um janie anderton and zoe partington solinger that sounds excellent because we know we've got Janie coming on the radio have, yeah, in the very near future to talk about that. her project. So that will be very good. And and so tell us a bit, a bit about PAD. What does PAD stand for? Um, PAD stands for Professional Artist Development, and that is basically similar to Action Research, but it's where artists work in a real site um, setting. So you know. Um, the deal with this year we worked in Stoke where there's a lot of regeneration mm-hmm. so we got together artists um, the people from the council planners city centre managers um, the architects um, and allowed the artists to discover um, the, the city and, and work with these um, built environment professionals and then come up with hypothetical um, projects to enhance the um area the environment the environment yeah. and this is stoke on trent yeah out and, of this year's pad and 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 do real do you get real outcomes from that i mean not from not from this one we haven't but from the previous one in stour bridge hmm. um there was a few commissions that came out of that i couldn't but you're not expecting any commissions out of well, the we stoke. would like to i mean we're going to try and follow that up we've got a publication coming out hmm and we've got a few of the artists who possibly could follow up and get further commissions um, on the on the back of that. So, because you know, a lot of people won't understand or know or even care, but that's a different question. <laughs> that's not what I meant to say, actually. But uh, what what do you mean by commissions? And what what gives an example of what might come out of it? If if ideally the artists doing the Stoke thing got commissions related to what they would do, what would it be? Um, what would they produce? They, I mean, it's, it's, well, you I'll know, they, well, that's, yeah, give us an example. Um, one of the artists has talked about setting up a camera obscura in the centre, so uh, in the centre of Stoke, which could be set up tempor- temporary. And um, she was talking about possibly actually producing one of those and setting it up in the city to, to engage with the community and see what they felt about their city. So obviously that's something that is practical and something which could be done and it's mm-hmm. feasible. Mm-hmm. Um, and she was talking about maybe following that up and getting in touch with the um, city centre manager. And, and then, so do you enable people to give them advice on to where to get future funding and links and networks? Or is, 
or is, you, at the main... moment we do, I mean we do, if, if artists do come to us and ask us if if we can help them we do try but we don't actually provide a specific service in which mm-hmm. an artist will come to us and we'll say oh yeah there's this this and that mm-hmm. um, and, and that's something we possibly will you know develop and look into and so tell tell me a bit more about multi-story multi-story is where are you based we're based in West Bromwich um, I don't know if you need to be specific on which street. But, but will you be moving to the public? Possibly. When will that be decided? Because I keep hearing this possibly, maybe. When's, um, when's the big decision? I don't know when the big decision is, and I'm not just saying that. I really, and it's, you know... Um, well, is everybody just hoping the public will close before then? Oh, we're <laughs> not hoping that, but I think a lot of people are... A bit um, of controversy there. There is a lot of controversy. <laughs> Got to be careful, <laughs> treading on eggshells egg here. Um, but we may be going into public building, but we, we don't know. Because the public is the big uh, art gallery, art place in the centre of West Bromwich. Yeah. Albion, or whatever they're called. <laughs> <laughs> and so, what? What? how long do you want to spend at Jubilee? Not Jubilee. Sorry, they used to be called Jubilee. Yeah, formerly of Jubilee. Formerly, formerly. Longhouse, multi-story. You see, everybody's changing their names. I think I should change my name to something else. <laughs> I think I might change mine as well. It could, could have that cripple and kick in <laughs> Perhaps I could kill myself there. I could be some kind of performance artist. Uh, no, what was I going to say? So what's your aim in life? Where, where do you want to go? Because like, you've got this passion for the music and the band and, you know, the craft work. <laughs> <laughs> and so do you want to... Would you like to be a professional musician? Spending your life doing that, uh, or ideally, do you want to focus on on doing the art stuff as well and mix the two? I I mean I'd be lying to say if you know got offered a if contract, you got a contract to, you. to do a five album deal, then you know of course that'd be my ideal scenario. No, of, obviously you'd stay in the West Midlands. It's got to be better than going back to Halifax, isn't it? Mm. <laughs> <laughs> no comment. <laughs> So that that would be your passion, if, if that it, would that be. I, I suppose that would be the ultimate, and then you know, then I suppose next down, if I could choose anything, would be playing professional football mm. for <laughs> for you know Manchester United. Yeah, but like you, you don't but have a good track record in that, do you? Pardon? You don't have a good track record in. I don't know. I don't. I don't think. I don't think either of them possible, <laughs> but more so with the football. So where where do you realistic then? Seeing seeing the kind of job you're in now, where where would you like to uh, go to with that kind of career, in the kind of cultural cultural? What do they call it? They call it the cultural media sector or something, don't they? Um, I suppose long term aims. I haven't really thought about it too much. I'm kind of just kind of concentrating on the next couple of years really and then um i suppose as long as i'm happy with what i do i know it's a bit of a cliche thing to say but nothing wrong with a cliche they're always based in truth (laughs) as long as i'm happy with what i'm doing and you know i can afford to put pay the bills (laughs) and put the food on the table it's a very yorkshire kind of so where where do you actually live? Again, not your street, but uh, um, which district? Of, in Mosley. In Mosley. Yeah. And that is the kind of bohemian district of I Birmingham. I suppose so. And it wasn't that we specifically chose to live there. Again, we... Please tell me you don't live on Trafalgar Road. No. Everybody, we nearly ev- did. Uh, everybody goes to live on Trafalgar Road. We nearly Road. did, actually. It's it quite disturbing. very close to. I had three or four friends in Birmingham who didn't know one another, and they all lived on Trafalgar Road. Did they? Which is quite bizarre. Mm. And and two or, two or three of them still live there, in fact. So. Did they? 
Which yeah, is... we nearly we nearly bought a flat there actually. <laughs> but we didn't. And so, have you got your key to the park yet? No. We, you, but you're working on it, aren't you? I think we well, we've got a, a quite a nice garden, so. Oh no, I'd get your key to the park. You what know, when it? the friends and the family come down, you know, it's nice. I was quite jealous actually. I didn't really know about the park, and then I heard loads of music going on, and it was a gate, and I didn't, I didn't know at the time what it was. And people say oh, you need the key, and I was like, well, where'd you get the key? So just to explain to our listener, if you live in Mosley, <laughs> there is this private park that the residents get a key to. And it's it's behind houses, so there's just a little entrance. Is that right? A little entrance yep. down. I don't know what the road is called. And uh, and it's a private. You pay for it. I think it's not much. It's something like twenty five pounds a year or something. And uh, but it's 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 a very nice park. I'm I'm talking, never... I, no, I, none of my friends have ever invited me to the park, so I've I've been excluded. That's the story of my life. There. Well, if anyway, I, if I get by, if I purchase a key i'll invite you oh, down i look forward to it i look forward i could bring a microphone we could do a little report we in could. the park the private park of mosley i think a lot of people outside of mosley or even in birmingham probably don't even know that it exists so mm, a lot well i think there's people there quite a lot of people in mosley especially newcomers <laughs> it's not very well advertised or well known I think and it's and there's probably most people in Mosley are newcomers, aren't they? Because yeah. it's that kind of bohemian thing people move around. There's a, yeah, I think there's, you hear a lot of southern accents yeah. around the place. <laughs> no, that's a problem. Well, 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 we've got a problem with that. Well, it is a problem because they're just coming up for cheap housing. Really, like. <laughs> <laughs> I know, I did it. <laughs> so uh, I was going to say something else then. So, because you, you've got like vegetarian cafes in Mosley, haven't you? Um, What's the big cafe in Mosley? I know There's someone, quite a few. I know cafes. someone's having a wedding there, a wedding reception there. So, it, uh, right. <laughs> <laughs> don't say it like that. <laughs> what are the cafes there? Um, there's a Cafe Cabana. There's, that's might be new. I think that's quite new. Mm. Um, I don't know the names of them actually. You have a lot of drunks as well, don't oh, you? Oh yeah. You got you're outside. The, is it the public toilets or the library? I'm never too sure which it is. Oh there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, that's not near where you live, is it? No, there is quite a lot, you know. But I suppose you. They're always going to get it. Kind of adds adds to the flavour of the place, the atmosphere, the yeah. ambience. Yeah. I like to think of it of uh, Mosley having a unique ambience of yeah. of drunks and bohemians. <laughs> <laughs> Either way, just the smell of alcohol sums yeah. it up, really. Which, uh, as a teetotaler, makes it quite unpleasant for me. <laughs> so, uh, what's the future then? What's the immediate future? For Carl Green. Oh, for me. I thought you meant in general for everyone. I no, was no, no. There's no. <laughs> if I knew that, then um, the, the immediate the, the immediate future is to stay Mosley. Yeah. To stay, <laughs> carry on working for Multistar. Yeah. And then just see and get a band. That's that's. Are you going to get married? Or possibly. Are you married? I'm not married, but possibly. Possibly. It's in the air, is it? Maybe. It's Mosley. You see, I know people who live in Mosley, and I never thought they'd get married. And, Get to Mosley and marriage. It's 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 the smell of alcohol. <laughs> Mosley and marriage, two go hand in hand. So it's so it's it's a possibility, is it? I would, I, mean, I think the. I hope she's not listening. Well, I do. I'm not bothered. That's. I think the the my girlfriend now. Is, I want to stick with her for. Ah, oh, the romance. <laughs> he's going all red and he's getting slightly embarrassed. He'll be asking me to play a love song at the minute. <laughs> <laughs> Easy listening love song. I think I've got one actually, so I'll have to put that on in a minute. We've got Carl uh, Greenwood in the studio with us. I keep wanting to call you Greenhouse, but that's just gone. I'm environmentally aware. <laughs> uh, 
So what what does what's your day consist of then? What's your typical day? Typical day at work. I don't mean in a weekend. Get um, up at twelve. I suppose <laughs> put on the radio. I, I suppose uh, <laughs> <laughs> again without sounding sounding cliche. There isn't a real typical day of going do uh, which what makes the job exciting. And yeah, so there's quite you know there's quite a lot of different things to do, and I, I suppose as a lot of people would be to go in check your emails mm-hmm. and then. You know, obviously, Coffee. go to meetings, make cups of tea. <laughs> Lunch. Lunch. <laughs> go, you know, a few so meetings. Do you do much travelling? Because and, and you're black country. Yeah, black country basically. Base, yeah. Although, obviously, you pop up to Stoke on Trent every yeah. now and then. Yeah. How does that work? What is your kind of geographical coverage? Well, it's um, Longhouse is West Midlands. Mm. Um, but, you know, as you said, we... Because Stoke is a long way away. It is, yeah. And it, it seems is. quite odd to, to sort of go out that far. Yeah, well, we kind of um, you go worked you in parallel to. with um, something called the Explore Initiative. Uh, no, tell us what that is. That's um, a pilot scheme run through the Arts Council, funded by the Arts Council, to basically um, get together artists and built environment professionals and, and find more effective ways of artists working Mm-hmm. With, in in the public realm, mm-hmm. um, so we, we kind of jumped on the back of the Explore Initiative because they was working with the architects in Stoke, and so we then carried forward the kind of strategic knowledge and took it into a more artistic, creative mm-hmm. sense mm-hmm. for the artists to actually develop these strategies. And of course, when you say Stoke, do you actually mean Hanley? Yeah, sorry, <laughs> there's a, there, there is a. Uh, because there is a little bit called Stoke, isn't there, I think? Or is there not even a Stoke? It's a very confusing place. Yes, yes. Six, six, seven towns. It just likes to fulfil every northern stereotype I've got. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you go to Stoke, Stoke-on-Trent, there is nowhere called Stoke, and it's in fact Hanley, and all these other little yeah. places that aren't called Stoke. There is some contro- I love that. There is some controversy. Of Stoke. It's like an episode of Doctor Who, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I can say that I'm from the south. Of course, we don't have that kind of problem down there. We're all living in episodes of Brideshead Revisited from the <laughs> south. <laughs> That's not true. I grew up on a council estate. It was tough down there on a council estate. There wasn't a Bentley in sight. <laughs> Just lots of stolen cars, usually. <laughs> it's true, actually. One of my dad's best friends was a bit of a crook, and he was at stolen cars. Ended up spending quite a lot of time in prison, so... <laughs> <laughs> There's anyway. a lesson to be learned. Don't steal cars. Absolutely, is there? <laughs> <laughs> it didn't stop him because he went to prison. He came out and he kept doing it. Oh, so right. uh, it, it never seemed to bother him a little bit of time in prison. I think he quite enjoyed it. I presume it's because he got three square meals a day. <laughs> we were all so poor down there, obviously, we didn't get to eat much. <laughs> I know in the north you're used to not eating much because oh, yeah. you're all so poor and yeah, whatever. Course, yeah. and, and so oppressed. <laughs> but in the south, you know. Unless we have cake every day, life's not worth exactly. it. Exactly. So, uh, it was, you know, we we couldn't have put up with bread and dripping like you could. Uh, we were very lucky if we got dripping at times. Absolutely, time. absolutely. So, you know, a bit of bread and milk. <laughs> uh, <laughs> anyway, enough of, enough of the cliched views of northerners and southerners. <laughs> Although, as I said, there's always a bit of truth in every cliche. <laughs> so, uh, when, when the... Uh, what were we talking about? The action research. You'll be running a whole series again next year? Yeah, we will. And so how do you find the participants for that? Do you want people to come to you? 
Or are you you identify people? No, we, we I mean and pick we, on them. We will send to the to the artists that we've um, got the contact de- details and interested in, in working with us. We'll forward any mm-hmm. information on projects or programs coming up. But also we'll advertise on the website and we'll also advertise via um, other resources. But as I wasn't there mm. last year when we advertised mm. for the the actual research, I'm not sure which. So if there's an artist listing, would you like them to contact you just to get on your mailing list or stuff? Um, yeah, I mean, if there's anyone who's interested in um, working with us, I mean, we're always happy to for people to email us and obviously take their contact details. And then if anything does come up that may interest them, mm-hmm. um, we can send out the information. So what's your website address? Well, at the moment, our website, new website is under construction, reconstruction. Mm. So, is it, that Longhouse or multi-story? Longhouse. The multi. So, the multi-story website people can go via, um, and then they could. I suppose they could go through multi-story to Longhouse. Mm. So, shall I give you the? I think that would be very good. Website? Can you remember it off the top of, course of your head? Of course, I can. You'd be amazed how people come here all the time, and you say, "What's your website?" They go, "I've forgotten." It happens all the time. Yeah. It's the stress and the anxiety of meeting a southerner. (laughs) (laughs) But obviously you've coped with that very well. I have. So you could tell us the name. It's www. That's four W's. You only meant three. You said www. Did I? Yeah. www. We're going to have to listen to this again. We're going to have to listen to this again and see who's right. I thought... Anyway, it's www. (laughs) Multistory. But it's multistory is in... M-U-L-T-I-S-T-O-R-Y, not as in the car park with an E, .org.uk. .org.uk. And do you have a, a, a contact telephone number, just in case? Because we do, you know, people don't always happen to be on the internet. Um, oh, you see, I'll have to give you that. And, you can't uh, remember, can you? It's 0121-525-6875. And we apologise to Mrs Smith for every call that you get. <laughs> <laughs> having given out the wrong number if indeed that is the wrong number of Mrs Smith I think that's the number um, yes I think that's the <laughs> oh he's getting a card he's going to have a quick no 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 be confident that's the that, one no yeah that's I think the that's the one if it is if it's I'm wrong sure I do apologise so. <laughs> anyway we've got Carl Greenwood in the studio uh, we're going to have a final little session with him uh, obviously trying to uh, ridicule northerners that's the primary aim obviously uh, but we can ridicule southerners as well so happy so uh what uh, is, is is your partner a good actress or is she just not very good? And she's, you don't tell she's, her. I mean, I've I've only seen her. I saw I've only seen her actually perform in the musical Billy Liar, so I couldn't really <laughs> assess how good she was at the time. But she was very good at what she did. But apparently, she's very good. Apparently, and she she did get a first class degree at um, Leeds University. So she is. She yeah, is, but I got a third class degree, and I'm rubbish. But and I'm brilliant, rather. So you know, uh, what, what degree did you get then? I got a two one. Oh, there you go. You see, the grade means nothing. It doesn't mean nothing. It doesn't mean anything. Does but it? she is very good. Um, so, <laughs> as as you said, probably doesn't mean much. But but it's probably good that you, was, don't, it you was don't go and see her though, isn't it? Um, Just in case she says honestly, you know, what do you think of me? And you have to say, well, actually, you're rubbish. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't say that to her. I mean, I, I <laughs> exactly. Think I, so you don't, it's best that you don't go and see her. Before. I think I've. Um, she was in a, a short film recently, and she wouldn't let me see it because it was that bad. <laughs> so she's the quite, short film or her. Apparently, well, apparently the short film was bad, but 
as the script was bad, she <laughs> came across as looking bad. So uh, I kind of see what she means by that. Oh, yes. Blame the director. Yeah. <laughs> really, she's rubbish. You know, and no. she just wants to blame. Yeah, she's, let's, let's yeah, get she's it rubbish. Wrong. Let's get it She wrong. is rubbish. <laughs> she's wasting her time. <laughs> but luckily, she's going to live off you for the yeah, rest of, course, of her life. Yeah, of course. So I think that's only fair. So, uh, no, so does she prefer, Does she do shows? No. Um, or is it all kind of like backstage with training? And she does show, did, I mean, they do performances with, in, in the job she does, they, they wear masks. Um, mask kind of, wearers. Yeah, they're mask wearers. <laughs> so if someone's really bad, they can say, well, that wasn't me, that was someone yeah, else. Yeah, to put on a mask. Um, oh, and they're quite, they're quite, I mean, as, as, as far as I'm aware, Geese Feast is quite well known for is the, she the work they do. Or a northerner? She's a... You're not going to like this. She's um well, she's a, she's a glossopian, but she's kind of the monk monk kind of a glossopian. What does that mean? From gossip, she's the, which gossip is between Sheffield and Manchester. Is that some kind of northern term? I'm not. No, I've just with. made the term glossopian up. But she's from gossip. <laughs> that's a place. I it's presume. a place. Glossop is a place, and she's from there. But and that's she's, near Manchester. Yeah. So she's obviously. I've got only GSC. It's based in Derbyshire. Geography. It's so. like the northern part. Northern. Oh, so it's really she's a North Midlander. But she she classes herself yeah, as I know, uh, I know. from it's Manchester. It's like people in Stoke call themselves Northerners as well, and they're not. They're Midlanders. Live with it. You're a Midlander. <laughs> I'd say it's a bonus not to be called a Northerner personally. But you know. <laughs> 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 so, so if if you had your own radio show, yeah, right, what would your playlist consist of? To give us some insight, if you you know Desert Island Discs, what's your playlist? Well. Apart Again, from craft work, obviously we'll cut craft. I, I mean, in terms, I, I, I think it'd be good to have a platform for local bands. And Do you? Lo- yeah, I'm one of those. But if I had, I, I've got rubbish. an eclectic taste, diverse. It, 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 Most local bands are rubbish, aren't they? Yeah, yeah, they are. That yeah. is, that is, and they shouldn't really they be should. given an opportunity to you, play anywhere, let alone on the local. Okay, radio. then I'd change it. I'd be, I'd play very, very selective, <laughs> few local bands. <coughs> and then obviously I play craft work and loads of other bands. <laughs> I mean, I could go. I could give you a list of bands that. Go I on, would, okay. Um, I'm, I really like a band called Sigaros from Iceland. I quite like. Deserve um, quite. A, I've heard of them. Have you? Oh, that makes a change. I've heard of us. I've heard of them. Do they, they do very interesting videos with their stuff? No, oh, yeah, really good videos. I don't know who directs them, but yeah, they're they're very very. I've been into them for a while. I mean, they're they're the suppose you, you go through bouts of having a, your favourite band and they're, they're from the last five years probably my favourite band and where are they from? Iceland Iceland nothing else to do there is there <laughs> <laughs> it's worse than being northern it is worse than being northern <laughs> it's like being northern but surrounded by ice it's like being Scottish <laughs> uh, so which other bands? um other bands. Um, Have any of these got disabled people that you know? Because then I can play them, you see. Because I try to stick um, to the disabled stuff. And, yeah, but they've maybe, got secret. I think maybe... Or I could do what I always do, and I just say one of them is an epileptic or a diabetic. That usually lets me play. <laughs> it may not necessarily be true, but I can say it anyway. Um, maybe the... I'm, I'm, I wouldn't know this for sure, but I think maybe the um, singer out of Sigros may have a, a some disability. kind of impairment. I think he may be visually impaired, cool. possibly. I'll possibly. Have to check, that check that out. Oh yes. But then, and how are you spelling there? We call what the Sigur S I G U R, and then the separate word is R O S. Right. 
Because I think they've got quite a lot of stuff on iTunes. I'm sure they yeah, did. I mean, they, they brought, I presume other uh, people have after the there. release of the not the last album, the one prior to that, they, they became quite not popular because they'll never the, the music's not that accessible. But um, they, they, they they've taken off quite quite a lot. And how would you describe the kind of music that they play? It reflects the kind of beauty of Iceland. <laughs> <laughs> no. That's an oxymoron, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> no, it's very. Um, it's not Bjork, though. We can. It's not Bjork. It. It's yeah. very. No, um, oh, I quite like Bjork. I quite. I like Bjork. Mm. Um, it's very. I suppose Is film it kind of music. No, it's not. Pardon? Is cigarros cigarros tech? No, no. It's very like beautiful kind of, like building up these beautiful guitar melodies and he, he plays his guitar with a um a bow a violin Does bow he? but it's not pretentious it's just uh, it's it sounds it sounds it, pretentious it sounds they? pretentious but it, the, the actual sound he gets from his guitar is absolutely i've seen him live about four or five times and it's just they're just unbelievable and he sings in a falsetto kind of voice it sounds really <laughs> tragic and awful but it's it's great you mean they're kind of the icelandic bgs yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'm sure they'd love to be called the Icelandic Bee Gees. <laughs> Only more pretentious <laughs> and clean shaven, no yeah. doubt. I'm sure they've all had a shave. No, they actually, they've all. I think all of them have got a, a bit of facial hair, which again is a good thing. And it goes with that northern kind of cliche. It's so cold up there, you know. They've got to have beards, really. Because, because in fact, uh, the Bee Gees were from Manchester, weren't they? You didn't know that, did you? No, I didn't know no, that. No, the Bee Gees were from Manchester. They're a Manchester group. Are they? Mm. Not a lot of people know that, you see. Mm-hmm. I see. If, I, if only I knew that one of them was disabled, I could play their record, so, you know. It's, uh, but they are, they were from Manchester. And then when they were very young, the family moved, I think it was to Australia. Mm. And then they came back in the 60s, and that's when they were big here in the 60s, when they were kind of poppy group. Because, in fact, yeah. one of them was married to Lulu. But you're probably too young to know. I you, think I did know that. Is, yeah. And then they went to America, obviously Miami, and did their kind of tragedy stuff. So, but they are in fact uh, Mancunians. Ah, you see, learn. Don't see, you? Northerners beards, Northerners and beards. It goes together. <laughs> you should have known. <laughs> anyway, I'm going to. Uh, we'll call it a day there, uh, uh, because I've I've had such a great time. I should play some music, really. Yeah. So thank you for coming on the Thanks show. Thanks for having me on the show. It's been I great. hope you've enjoyed it. I have. Very I've much enjoyed so. it. We've covered a lot of ground, and uh, perhaps uh, in uh, in the summer when you've got the next load of action research up and running, you'll come back and tell us all about yeah, it. Yeah, sure. Yeah, no problem. Thank you. Thank you very much. Ta-da. Bye.